These are the Rural Generalist Supervisors of the Loddon Mallee region, training tomorrow's medical workforce across the northwest of Victoria. These supervisors take the specialist skills they have honed over an entire career and mentor, train and guide rural generalists towards a dynamic and fulfilling career in medicine. Dr. Simon Smith is the Unit Head of Emergency at Bendigo Health. He supervises trainees as they come through the ED in Bendigo, where they develop skills in emergency medicine, which they can apply at smaller urgent care centres around the region. I'm lucky enough to work in a big hospital. I work here at Bendigo Health and, and have for some time. And, you know, we are the major regional centre for patients presenting to an emergency department, but patients are just as likely to present to smaller urgent care centres and smaller emergency departments within the region. So whilst we appreciate they may arrive to us, I also know that patients are going to arrive sick into, into other places in the region. And part of, I suppose, this program and the supervision that we've offered doctors is giving them the skills to be able to look after these sick patients in sites other than Bendigo Health in, in the region. Do you get many rural generalists practicing across the hospital at Bendigo Health? Most of our experience with the rural generalists is junior doctors coming through the system that want to learn their skills and then they can take back out to the region. You know, I think historically in the region, there are lots of rural generalist doctors um, that have worked through the, the Loddon Mallee region and done it for a really long time um, with a great deal of experience. And, and the program, in my experience with the program being supervisor, is, is helping that next generation come through that will then be able to take on some of those positions in the region. Yeah, well, what's the importance of gathering skills within the ED in somewhere like Bendigo with a larger health service for rural generalists getting out into their careers? Yeah, look, uh, rural generalists, uh, you know, I'm in awe of, of what they do in that their skill set has to be so wide. I, you know, I think in some ways my skill set has to be pretty wide in the emergency department, but it, it really doesn't come close to what the rural generalist has to know. So when the rural generalist trainees come through in Bendigo, I think what they want to do is be able to learn skills that they can then take back out to the region. You know, we've got the ability to educate through our, our current processes. You know, we're able to supervise them doing procedures and assessing patients with the idea that they can develop an independence after that time and then, and then take that to the smaller urgent cares and smaller EDs. So that's something we try to, you know, probably close supervision at the start of the year and, and developing a, an element of independence as they spend their time with us. As you're getting towards the end of a, a cohort this year, how have you seen the growth over 2020 with the people you've been supervising? Yeah, certainly um, this, I mean, this year's created more difficulties than usual um, in that emergency medicine has been, how we deliver has been slightly different due to COVID and, and PPE um, requirements and the like. But, you know, certainly what we can see is that those junior doctors that start with us at the start of the year are really looking to run every case and to make past the senior doctors and myself and how are they going if they've done the right thing and by the end of the year they're really coming to us and letting us know what they've done and so you, you can see that growth in that initially it's asking questions and, and then it's more sort of telling and, and just for checking rather than looking for help necessarily and then it's great when you hear those same doctors and, and this is what we've seen in the past go back out to those regions in the Loddon Mallee you know whether it being Castlemaine or Echuca or Kerrang or Swan Hill and then calling up over the phone again either you know checking or just letting us know and I suppose when they go to these other sites having spent the year with us we know what they're doing you know they're, they're well trained to do it and we know that the assessment they've done will be a very thorough one and you know it certainly helps that patient experience you know starting off in a 
a peripheral site and then coming here they're going to get you know a really high level of care at every step of the way so once their training wraps up you still have that working relationship with the rural generalists yeah in a couple of different ways some of them will still do some work here so there there is an element of these rural generalists um you know, a, a lot of the people that do it come through funded positions and there's something called consolidation of skills programs that once they finish their year with us, they have the ability and are funded to sort of come back and do some work to consolidate what they've learnt. And I, I think that's an important link because, you know, any, everything we do in medicine does change a little. So by the consolidation of skills program, they can continue to learn updates. And secondly, yeah, as you pointed out, we still have phone contact. Um, you know, this is part of the referral process of how a health system works, is that these doctors will be working in the region and when they're referring patients to, to Bending Health Emergency Department, they'll be, they'll be calling us and let us, letting us know. How might supervising a, a trainee help foster closer ties with outlying health services as well as perhaps just general clinics? Supervising, I suppose, you know, obviously it makes it a little bit personal and creates that link. And so what we find is that when doctors have left us, not only do they sometimes make contact regarding a particular case on the day, but they might call up after the fact on another day just to check how a patient's going, to check to make sure they did the right thing, to check they did it according to current best practice. And so the supervision that we start here, you know, it just probably just doesn't end at the end of the year. It, it continues on for as long as really they're working in the region. It doesn't just continue on over the phone too. You know, over, over recent years, Bendigo Health ED, we've sort of run a program, this is pre-COVID, of a GP procedural day. And many of the people that have gone through the rural journalist program with us over the last seven or eight years have, have come back on those days where they get the ability to continue to be supervised in, in upskilling in, in procedures and emergency medicine. So that's been an, another link that we've been able to establish as, as well, which has been really benef beneficial for all. Was there anything that drew you to conducting supervision of trainees or did it just uh, come along with the role you're in? Yeah, look, I think there's perhaps a historical tendency for doctors in big hospitals to think that that's what it's all about. Um, but, you know, certainly in emergency medicine, certainly being in a regional area, I know that there's a hell of a lot of medicine that gets practiced before um, patients arrive at a, a service like us. And there's a whole lot of doctors out there that, that want to gain those skills that they can that they can practice out there independently. So I, I see it on a daily basis in terms of patients transferred from other hospitals. And certainly, you know, the doctors that have trained up in emergency medicine will be able to help um, either initially treat patients and, and keep them in, in regional and rural areas or actually facilitate a, a safer, better transfer. So I suppose I see it clinically on a daily basis and that's why I'm very keen to keep that as an ongoing um, linkage. Um, we have something called our Emergency Medicine Education and Training Program here at Benigo AD of where, you know, senior staff consultants and registrars do do regional teaching sessions. We travel to Echuca and, and historically have gone to Swan Hill and there are sessions with Castlemaine and Kyneton. It's a really important link to continue on with and supervision of the rural journalists is part of that, but it's, it's an ongoing link. And, you know, whether it be in face or whether it be via Zoom, I think if people have contact outside of, you know, a direct phone call about a patient, if they know each other beforehand, again, it creates trust and, and that certainly helps in, in referral pathways as well. So, I, I, yeah, I, I see it every day on, on lots of different levels as to why it's important. 
What do you look for in a trainee? Are there any specific skills or attributes that might stand out for some of the people you've supervised? What we're hoping to, to do when we supervise some of these doctors coming through is, is their ability to recognise sick patients. They, they won't necessarily be able to do everything to treat them, but if recognising is certainly um, is the first step and then being able to initiate treatment to facilitate transfer is good. So some of the basic skills. Now, in terms of some of the personal skills, I suppose I'll, we want to get doctors to have some confidence in their abilities. I think, you know, between the Australian medical school and training you get as an undergraduate and then training as a junior doctor, and then you add in, add in something like the supervision for the rural generalists, the training really is, um, you know, I, without being able to compare specifically, I think amongst the best in the world. And junior doctors need to know that when they get out there and they're on their own, that they're actually going to be able to do this. And I think that's an important part of this is to create confidence and not overconfidence, just confidence that when they get out there, that their training will mean that they can do it. You know, certainly I was lucky enough, obviously I've had a slightly different career pathway, but after I'd spent three years as a junior doctor in Victoria, I went and worked in Arnhem Land in the Northern Territory. And I found myself in remote areas of where I was the only doctor and I had to perform critical skills and I was I was very scared at the time and I was calling Darwin for help but there was there was no help coming there couldn't be and so I just had to do it and I probably didn't realize it prior to those moments but the training that I'd received enabled me to actually do the job that I need to do and it, sometimes not until you're out there on your own that you realize that. Have you got any stories or perhaps anecdotes where you've been able to provide that sort of training to a trainee? I know that there was a story um, a couple of years ago after our um, GP procedural day that we held for doctors in the Loddon Mallee region, that one of the doctors that attended on that day, we were, we were doing a station on chest tube insertion. So that's when someone has a critical injury um, to their chest where there might be some um, air or blood trapped in their pleural space that needs to be taken out for them to be then safely managed. And one of the doctors, you know, and it's, it's a pretty rare event that needs to get done as, as an absolute emergency and some rural journalists might only sort of see a case like this once every 10 or 15 years but sure enough it happened one day after we did the procedural day and a doctor in the region sort of called up and asked can I do this and the question was yes well you, you have to do it um, and they then proceeded to do it safely and patient then got transferred up to us and you know, who knows, if they haven't been to that day, the day prior, um, maybe they wouldn't have, have felt like they had the skills to do it and, and who knows what would have happened to the patient. Would you have any advice to consultants that might be taking on a supervisor role or considering that? Oh, look, I, I certainly encourage about amongst all our senior staff to get part of this program, not only from a supervision here on site, but then the ability to do some follow-up supervision and, and sessions with rural journalists in the areas. I think it's really important for doctors who work in bigger hospitals to understand how scary it can be in smaller places and how limited resources can really impact on the care that can be given. And that's why we've got to train up these doctors. So I've loved being part of it. I encourage all the new staff in terms of senior staff to in some way get involved, either being a supervisor for a particular doctor or being part of ongoing educational events in the region. You know, an emergency department is just one small part of the healthcare that gets offered to a patient. And the more senior doctors and even junior doctors can understand every step of the process, the better care they're going to be able to give a patient. 
Thanks to Dr. Smith for talking about his work and to you for listening. If you're interested in becoming a supervisor or joining the Victorian Rural Generalist Program, head to vicruralgeneralist.com.au. We're also on Facebook and Twitter and links to everything are in the show notes. You can listen to more stories from Rural Generalist Supervisors by subscribing on your podcast app of choice where you'll find new episodes every week. This podcast has been made possible by funding from the Victorian Department of Health through the Loddon Mallee Rural Generalist Program, Murray City Country Coast GP Training, and Monash University's Northwest Victorian Regional Training Hub, funded through the Commonwealth Department of Health's Rural Health Multidisciplinary Training Program.